When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Wow. Hello and welcome to the Abroad in Japan podcast, probably the best way of learning about life in Japan without actually being in Japan. I'm your host, Chris Broad, and we're joined, as always, by England's top Japan enthusiast, Mr. Pete Donaldson. Pete, what the devil are you eating as I see you through the script? <laughs> what are you eating? At 10 o'clock on a Thursday in the morning, I'm eating a tiramisu. <laughs> that is my life. Good God. I always knew it would end up like this. I always knew that's where I'd go. I'd be eating tiramisu at 10 a.m. because <laughs> I live my life right, Chris. Truly the 1%. First he flies on business <laughs> class. Now he wakes up and has a tiramisu from the luxury of his apartment. <laughs> Unbelievable. Is it, was, it, was it a good tiramisu? Was, did you no, make it, it was yourself? terrible. It was terrible. Oh. I bought it from a, a garage. <laughs> <laughs> that makes me feel better about myself now. Yeah. yeah it wasn't breakfast. great. Nice one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, there's a delivery a delivering app called uh, Walt in Sendai, and uh, you can get mm. things delivered. And I got like a sausage egg McMuffin. No, not a McDonald's one. An actually good one from a oh. like an American style pancake restaurant. Really good. So, oh, very nice. I like to think it was better than your tiramisu. Well, there was a lot of people getting in touch on Twitter about uh, IHOP. We were, I think on the last podcast, we were trying to remember what Pancake House, that kind of like chain of pancake uh, houses yeah, across yeah. the US, um, the intercontinental US. And uh, yeah, it was IHOP. We'd completely forgotten the, the name IHOP, which is just weird to Americans, I imagine. Well, speaking of hop, were you, hum- were you, hum- were you, <laughs> were you, you hopping up and down? Were you hopping up and down to the brand new track, Too Much Volcano, from Abroad in Japan? Have you heard it yet? The amazing song. I have song heard it yet. I, 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 heard, I was very... When when you I think you put like a little snatch of it at the start of the podcast of the start of the uh, YouTube video, mm. and I was like, that sounds a bit good. And then when a I got to the good. end... I listened to it and I was like, that sounded a bit good. And I, I was a little <laughs> bit like, how has he done this then? How have they done this? Why does Joy the Manime, anime, the Manime Man, 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 man. <laughs> manime uh, Joy man. the Manime Man, it's the term <laughs> of so I'm pissed, mate. Um, uh, <laughs> Joy the Anime Man, he's quite good at rapping and Natsuki even sounds good as well. Natsuki sounds like uh, the sort of like wacky kind of hype man that you would get on uh, a kind of broken <laughs> English rap song. <laughs> Five star review from Pete. It was quite good. I mean, quite yeah, good. I don't know. I don't know how he knocked it out of the park, really. I think Joey yeah. had, uh, he, he did like a rap last year so he's had some experience in natsuki mm. well i mean natsuki's lyrics were of questionable quality <laughs> but the way he delivered them 
made it all work. And, yeah. Uh, the chorus was the best bit, really, wasn't it? ASO, <laughs> too much volcano. Nowhere, nowhere. Oh my god! I don't know what it means. Can you can you read between the lines? Can you no, work out what it means? I, I don't know. I think um, Joy, yourself, and uh, Natsuki had your brains fried when you stayed in one of those polystyrene houses. <laughs> Which looked very cute, like the Teletubbies. The Teletubby domes. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I mean, if you guys haven't seen it on the latest episode of Jodie Across Japan, we went to a dome hut. Mm. Uh, village where they're like little polystyrene uh, domes. It was supposed to be earthquake proof, right? Kumoto got battered in 2016 by a really bad magnitude 7 earthquake. Yeah. I don't think uh, there wasn't a building that wasn't damaged slightly in Kumoto, but those earthquake domes survived and they had no damage whatsoever. And uh, right. I think they tried to evacuate some people to them. But uh, uh. since then, they've, it's got this like Asso Farm Village, it's kind of like this family retreat. But the two times I've been there, there's been absolutely nobody in sight. It's just been like me wandering around mm. this big village with 500 domes that are empty. It's really <laughs> kind of creepy. It adds to the whole kind of surreal nature of it all. Like, I don't know why mm. people go, don't go there. I don't know. Maybe yeah. it doesn't appeal. Because I've seen you in, in there like twice now and yeah, yeah, there's yeah. no one around apart from me. It, it, it would be a, it, it kind of made the music video better because, you know, and that's when you can do his <laughs> little dances in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah, we got lucky with the locations. We had the, the Dome Village. We had the summit of the biggest volcano in Japan, Mount mm. Aso. And there was like a desert mm. on there that uh, I'd, I'd seen my friend Quinlan go north of Japan. He did, the, he did a video. He climbed up it about three or four months ago. And I saw that sort of volcanic desert and I thought, fuck me, that's amazing. I've never seen anywhere like that in Japan. Mm. It looks like Iceland or Mars or something. So I knew we had to sort of put that in the itinerary and I knew we had to sort of, w- when we got there, it was, there was no way it wasn't going in the music video and we used it to good effect <laughs> with the drone, I think. But, um, and then, yeah, we went to the, the nice Nyokan and uh, danced around in the, in the hot spring. Um, it was lovely, and and I, lovely. I like the fact that um, that kind of black uh, volcanic ash sort of uh, thing that you were running around on, like the surface of Mars or or, or, mm. or the Moon or something, it kind of reminded me of um, the video game. Oh, what was the Metal Gear Solid guy? He went and, Death uh, Stranding, right? Yeah, Death Stranding. It was a little bit Death Stranding. I thought it was Death a bit. Solid. Yeah. It was a bit, but it was probably more eventful than Death Stranding. Uh, <laughs> That's because, shorter. Did you play Death Stranding? Did you play I it? didn't, know. I, did, I, I just take one look at those games these days and I go, nah, never yeah. going to get to it, never going to get to it. <laughs> I, 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 did, I was considering it, but I watched a lot of videos. It just looks like you walk from point A to point B, and I mm. didn't meet anyone who went, you've got to play this game. So, but <laughs> not, I'm not throwing shade at Hideo Kojima. He's a, he's a bloody great guy, but... Not entirely sold on Death Stranding. Uh, we've got a story this week that reads, Never go to the seventh floor. That's the subject header. Oh. Sounds quite terrifying. Um, <laughs> hi, Pete and Chris. I've been following the YouTube channel since I began planning my first trip to Japan in 2016. I've started working my way through the WrestleMe back catalogue as well. Or oh, Pete's other podcast about wrestling. Um, I'm writing this email as I wanted to share a story from one of my trips to Japan that was funny for me, but terrifying for my partner, Sarah. Brilliant. We were in Akihabara one day, and after a long time walking around and looking at geeky things, we both needed to go to the bathroom. We're not that many places that I know of having public bathrooms. We headed into one of the large electronic stores. We looked at the sign above the elevator that tells you where you can find uh, the toilets on each floor. I noticed that the women's toilet was on the fourth floor and the men's toilet was on the seventh we stopped off at the fourth floor and jumped in the elevator to head to the seventh floor so I could use the men's room. While on the lift, my partner questioned why the items you could find on each floor were written in English except the seventh floor, which was mostly in Japanese, apart from the word 
book. As the lift doors opened, I was getting desperate to use the bathroom, so I quickly spotted the sign pointing to the toilet without really noticing anything else on the floor and followed it around the corner. The bathroom was quite disgusting. As a germaphobe, I got out as quickly as I could, touching anything uh, as little as possible. As I exited the bathroom, I noticed Sarah facing the elevator, frantically bashing the button to cool it. I walked over and asked, are you okay? That is when she noticed the sound of a woman giggling and feigning pleasure. Oh God. Coming from my left, I turned and noticed a small platform with a white sheet, a white sheet draped over it. Uh, It was then that I realized that the room was filled with dirty looking, mouth breathing, sweaty and aroused men all staring at the stage, the white sheet was pulled back to reveal a Japanese adult video actress being uh, touched by one of the bloody hell, touched by one of the men. The actress looked straight at my partner and a look of panic came across her face. She turned to remember her entourage, uh, I'm assuming a security guard, and whispered something while pointing at us. As she pointed, all the guys waited for their turn to fondle her uh, chest suddenly. We, we Bloody hell. Uh, to, before facing my partner, who at this point was punching the elevator cool in panic, I'm going to skip over a paragraph because this is going to get us all banned from the internet. I could feel Sarah's eyes burning into me as I looked at what was going on. And we know now for our future trips that the seventh floor is the adult book and video floor in the electronic store in Akihabara. Keep up the good work, guys. Nero Riot. PSP, thank you for the YouTube name. What does that mean? Thank you for the I have no idea, to be honest. Yeah, Nero Riot. Have I uh, maybe? I don't, I don't know. To be honest. Name. So, Probably. what was going on there? It sounds like it was one of those. I remember I did a, a video a few years ago where there was some sort of weird event where people could touch like women wearing bras and stuff, hmm. and it was like an idol group gone wrong. You know, I, it's all a bit. This is a this is a territory that I'm not well versed in. <laughs> it's Pete, all a bit unseemly, you know? isn't it? I'll throw it over to Pete. Go on, Pete, take over. <laughs> it's all a bit unseemly, isn't it? And and I think uh, you know that that is the issue with Japan. You can be having a lovely time in an electronic store trying to <laughs> do a poo, and uh, and and you know suddenly sex will appear. I mean, it sounds like a meet and greet with a an adult video. It sounds uh, like a meet and greet. That's rated Yeah, an X-rated meet and greet. But you know. Mm. Look, Sex work is real work, as I say, as they say. But uh, it's uh, yeah, I, I, that that is the issue with uh, a lot of Japan, where you sort of you go in the wrong door, and you're like, "What the fuck is going on in here? I'm getting out of here." Do you remember a few years ago? It was that group called the the Debt Girls or something? I can't remember. I did a video on it, and um, mm. it was some girls who had to wipe away their debt by performing in an idol group, and the whole premise of the idol group was to say goodbye to their debt, and the way they would get rid of their debt was for people to buy their albums and touch them and shake their hands at various events. And it was right, all okay. a little bit dodgy. Mm. And I did a video on it, but I've forgotten it. But it, I think it's got like over a million views. But that was the premise, right? It was like Goodbye Debt Problems was the name of the band or something. And um, it just seems a little bit perverse and weird. The whole idol thing, I've it's a subject that I've never really got my head around um, mm. or really understood. And I don't yeah, think you it's, have either, it's, right? it's all it's all very strange, and it's kind of like uh, I, I mean, any any uh, uh, economy will um, you know package up sex and sell it to people, um, but uh, you know I, I think fondling's fondling on a on, on the seventh floor of um, a Yodabashi <laughs> camera. No, it wasn't a Yodabashi <laughs> camera. Let's make that very clear. I hope not. They are a, an above board electronics organisation. Um, you know, on a, on a, on a you know getting off in the wrong um, floor on the lift is it's a little bit strong, isn't it? It's a little little bit strong they just wanted to spend a penny 
<laughs> I mean, I, it's probably, yeah. It's interesting how they didn't write the English name for that floor, right? <laughs> they were like, nah, yeah, it's uh, just no bo- one will be stupid enough to come up here if it's not English. <laughs> but there's a lot but, of like Akihabara kind of um, comic shops and, you know, manga shops, you know, little figurine shops and stuff. There'll always be a dirty floor where there'll just be just absolute grot, yeah. wall-to-wall waifu pillows and, and, and worse uh, and, and vibrators <laughs> and all that stuff. It's, uh, you know, look, look sexual. It, it's sexual liberation, but not really. <laughs> it's just boys being naughty. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. I, in summary, when I when I used to go to Akihabara with friends, we'd always go to like these sordid shops just for a laugh, really, and mm. just to laugh and go, uh, "That's weird." But mm. uh, leaving now, it, don't it's, ask it's, why this exists. <laughs> Akihabara. Mm. Well, Akihabara has changed a lot over the years. It's not as cool as it used to be. They've got rid of uh, some big shops. I think the Sega building might have mm. gone in the last year, and uh, I know some of the biggest shops selling sort of manga, comics, and anime and uh, figurines have, have been wiped out in the last year mm. so it seems like a lot of a lot of uh, tokyo's changed unfortunately there was the iconic screen in shinjuku last i heard you know when you think of shinjuku there's always like a big screen on the corner right that plays mm. kind of tv screens and stuff i think they got rid of that or the electronic shop shut and then harajuku station of course the iconic harajuku station i might not like harajuku but the station was kind of cool and mm. they got rid of that to modernize it ah. it's just a shame they're, they're not very good and worst of all something that's really annoying is the nagakin capsule building my favorite building in tokyo from what I understand, that's getting the chop next year. I get the chop, right. chop. I mean, that- blowing it up. <laughs> and, uh, so I'm going to try and go in there in the next couple of weeks and make a video and uh, mm. and show it to the world while we still can, really. Yeah, it's definitely. Gone. How are you going to How are you going to get in? Is there Is there some break into the window? Going to break it. Break it. <laughs> no, I've got capsules. Painstakingly found a way <laughs> in by uh-huh. emailing the right people a hundred times, but. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's a funny old building. It was originally made the Nagakin Nagakin capsule building was originally made for people to live in, and the idea was you could pull out the capsule, right? You could mm. get a crane, pull out the capsule, put it on a lorry, and then move your apartment. But unfortunately, it turned out it would you'd have to destroy the entire building to remove one capsule because it undermined <laughs> the structural integrity of the building. Uh, but incredible place. Have you ever seen mm. it with your own eyes? I have, yeah, I saw it the first time I went and I was like, what the flipping heck is that building? <laughs> but it turns out it was uh, a bit of an iconic building and uh, obviously now um, all of the little capsules have gone to rack and ruin. But, you know, mm. presumably they could sort of do it again, couldn't they? Do it better, do it again. Do it again. It's lovely. It looks like a kind of 70s space album or something <laughs> cover. Oh, well, it's supposed indoors. to be like the future, wasn't it? When they made mm. it, it was like, this is what the future's going to look like. And then it definitely <laughs> didn't. And now We just integrated little kind of like um, hi-fi units and stuff. It looks like like a, yeah, a, a yeah. space capsule or something well a lot of the sort of um retro wave city pop music you see online these days the music <laughs> videos and there's people often sitting in those little kind of capsule rooms with the circular bubble mm. windows looking out over the skyline so pretty romantic but i imagine they're probably yeah. not as easy or fun to live in as 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 you'd think a lot of we'll water damage out. it seems <laughs> yeah water damage uh, asbestos you know the drill yeah um, all the stuff <laughs> Don't drill favorites. the walls. Don't drill it. <laughs> <Come> <laughs> the asbestos on. will come out. <laughs> All right, then. What have we got in the news this week in Japan, Mr. Dolson? Oh, Chris, Chris, do you like pickles? No. No, I, I pick them out of my do burgers you, every right. turn. So if you ate a pickle, would you spit it out and go, oh, gross? 
Probably yes. <laughs> well, everywhere. A man, a man in his sixties visited a pickle store in Suminoya Ward in Osaka uh, in the autumn of 2019. The pickle food shop owner and the customer got into a bit of dispute over a point card issued by the shopping arcade that the store was inside. To express his displeasure, uh, this old man in his sixties would return to the store several times a month, and he would utter curse. Uh, he would utter curse words such as "die," oh, and uh, then he would proceed to spit on the walkway in front of the shop. Uh, and he's been doing it um, from January to October of 2020. Now, spitting in public is frowned upon in Japan. Uh, and it's yeah. actually, yeah, and, and it's actually a um, minor crime uh, under the Minor Crimes Act if you do it in a crowded place where a lot of people are. And to be honest, mm-hmm. these days under COVID, you don't want to be doing it. Um, exactly. That last year, so, so this guy used to walk past because of this uh, dispute about some kind of point card issued by the shopping arcade. Uh, and he uh, would walk past every every day or every couple of days and do a little spit. The uh, last September, the shop owner confronted the man, but ended up being charged with assault. He explained the situation to the police and told him, uh, told them that it was unhygienic with the growing COVID nineteen problem, and the stress of repeatedly telling the man to stop was too much to bear. <laughs> so they investigated the serial spitter, uh, and on October the 29th, a lot, a lot of crime going on in uh, the second city. Clearly, Osaka Prefectural <laughs> Police conducted a stakeout in front of the pickle <laughs> shop and witnessed the same man stop there and spit twice on the ground. They swooped in, confronted the man on. The the spot but he uh, denied the charges saying i spit but only because it came out when i coughed uh <laughs> this resulted in further investigation and ultimately a criminal charge on may 31st as uh, it was deemed that the spitter's action was highly malicious he um may be um imprisoned for 30 days he may be charged somewhere between a thousand and ten thousand yen uh he seems very upset about the whole situation will he continue to spit though uh and also are there shops that just sell pickles what's that about chris <laughs> i don't know yeah i mean pickle food's a big deal in japan unfortunately yeah um that is very healthy unfortunately but, uh, <laughs> i yeah, i love love the idea that these sort of this this, this police squad was like hiding mm. in the shadows waiting for a man to walk past and spit you know was it gun <laughs> crime no was it knife crime no it's a man spitting. spitting to be fair though it's bloody annoying if somebody kept doing that yeah. to my shop I'm not oh, a yeah. violent person. I'd, be I'd have to hire some thuggish individual like Natsuki or Yotaro to stand watch with a baseball bat. But Stop <laughs> spitting on my house. <laughs> I swear, it's always Osaka, isn't it? All the weird yeah. crime, all these ridiculous yeah. things, Osaka, where people are just a bit more laid back and a bit more mental, <laughs> to put it bluntly. But also more fun, for the record. Yeah. Um, sounds, sounds like you got himself into a bit of a pickle there. Clever. Yay, um, clever. In other news, Cool Japan. I don't know if you've heard of Cool Japan. Basically, it's a propaganda campaign Ooh. with a friendly right. anime face. Um, there's, a, there's a show <laughs> called Cool Japan, right? And they get lots of foreigners. They round up some foreign folks, stick them in a room in the studio, and then make them talk about how good Japan is. And I've always found it a little bit weird. It's like, mm. It is like propaganda, but lighthearted, so it doesn't feel like propaganda. <laughs> but it's been going on 10 years now, this old Cool Japan, and the idea behind Cool Japan was to sort of show that Japan is cool, the fashion, the food, the culture, the anime. Um, mm. And it all came about in the mid-2000s sort of when the country was, uh, was not having a good time. There was a sort of 20 years of stagnation in the economy in Japan from the sort of early 90s all the way through to the late 2000s. And uh, Cool Japan was to try and boost the country, try and make people uh, see Japan as somewhere worth traveling to. But mm. uh, it seems to have almost paid off, though. In 2020, the value of the Japanese anime market reached a phenomenal $24 billion, 
up Oof. from $13 billion in 2011. Maybe it was Joey, Joey the Anime Man single-handedly <laughs> doing it. Um, so that's cool. And uh, Netflix has recently moved into the anime market as, as well. Uh, I've seen the Trash Taste lads uh, on Netflix quite a bit promoting anime. Mm. Uh, and so, I don't know, it, it seems like there's been some positive results there. In terms of food... Global consciousness of Japan, uh, global sort of consciousness of Japanese cuisine has been on the rise for decades, um, promoting sushi and whatnot around the world. Uh, there's been a, apparently there's been a substantial increase in Japanese restaurants over the past ten years as well. And certainly oh. back in the UK, right, we've got every time I go back, there seems to be one more kind of Japanese restaurant chain from Yo Sushi and Wagamama's to uh, what's the name of that ramen shop all over London? Oh, it. Pudu- oh, not Ipudu. Um Oh, God, what is it? Shoryu. 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 Yeah, they're pretty good. Yeah. So I took Natsuki there. He, yeah, he was, all right. He's not easy to impress, and he, he liked it. <laughs> Typical Natsuki. He travels to the other side of the world just for some ramen. He'd Shocking. be happy with a cigarette, Chris. You know for a fact. <laughs> he loves to eat cigarettes. Um, but... Uh, while some individual initiatives have floundered, Cool Japan has played a definitive role in the growth of Japan's cultural products, apparently. And uh, the government's vision of Cool Japan doesn't overlap with what a lot of consumers' image of Cool Japan is. Um, it's worth noting that not all cultural sectors have been successful as anime and cuisine, despite also receiving attention from Cool Japan, Japanese cinema and music still struggle abroad compared to countries like South Korea. Uh, and Japanese creators in several creative industries suffer from poor wages and working conditions. So, I mean, that's a really interesting point, actually, how South Korea has been really doing a great job when it comes to films. I can't say I'm a fan of K-pop, but I I think if I had to choose between K-pop and J-pop, it's locked in a room for a month, I would choose K-pop. <laughs> I don't know. What would you, what would you choose? Yeah, I think they they know they know what they're doing, don't they? The old K-popers, the old K-popers, they know what they're doing. <laughs> I think. I mean, I think the the problem is, I suppose K-pop is kind of basically just Western music with some yeah. South Korean lyrics lyrics thrown in and some, uh, some mm. really slick choreography. Whereas J-pop is very much aimed at a Japanese audience, mm. but then that means they've they you know they're not going to break out and uh, get a global audience. So the Baby Metal did a good job. Baby Metal seemed to pull mm. it off. But they, but they, they weren't. Would you say that they were classic sort of J-pop? They were just like well, a, a metal band that kind of, uh, that kind of, uh, you know, they, they, you know, they, they were a bit of a novelty act. You would say, mm, mm, mm. yeah, I, I guess so. A bit of a novelty mm. act. But I, I, although they have a very diehard fan base who always want me to work with Baby Metal. Well, I think I, I spoke to um, someone working for Baby Metal once, and <clears throat> we talked about doing working together on something but then covid hit and they mm. stopped touring so hopefully they're going strongly um on the subject of japanese cinema i it's true i i feel like japanese cinema is really not what it used to be even i mean most of the japanese cinema was very much in its golden era before i was born certainly when mm. the economy was booming when the economy tanked in the 90s japanese cinema was one of the first things to really go downhill i think the money dried up and toho cinemas right uh, had less money to sort of invest and risk in movie projects. Though, of course, Hayao Miyazaki's had some great films since then. But, uh, yeah, South Korea, it seems to have really taken the world by storm there on that front. Mm. Don't know, really. Any thoughts on that? I like ramen and I like films, <laughs> but I've not watched a lot of Japanese films. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we, we did do an episode about a year ago, didn't we, where we kind of talked about 10 or 12. I mean, I'm not saying there's there's no good Japanese films, but I'm saying mm. for a country of 125 million people, 
they you'd think they'd have a much greater output of um, well, especially of because they um, especially because they. Um uh, produce so much kind of uh, narrative uh, media, as in you know manga and anime and stuff like mm. that, and obviously animes. I, like with the um, with that uh, television network Crunchyroll, that obviously Crunchyroll. Uh, did, did, did do a lot of work with uh, anime and stuff. Uh, and obviously, they're, they're, it's down to them that um, a lot of Western audiences have experienced a lot of anime uh, at source. And um, like, why is it called Crunchyroll? Is that cause it's the, it's the, the sushi? Is there like the sushi dragon rolls with the onions on the top or something? What, what's the what's the Crunchyroll aspect to it? That's, That's a good point, know. actually. I don't know. It could be a sushi roll, but I, I have no idea. I'll have to ask Joey the Anime Man. He works with them religiously, uh, yes, as I understand. Course, yes. so if we're going to find <laughs> yeah. out anything about anime or Crunchyroll, Joey the Anime Man is the man to go for. He's but that's not man. to say, when I, when I go to the Japanese cinema, and I have to say, the, the cinemas in Japan are about as good as it gets. They're very clean. Mm. The people are very respectful. The seats are comfortable. The screens are state of the art. It's all brilliant. But you have to sit through trailers for some really quite horrendous looking films. Um, (laughs) I think another thing is they they seem to make a lot of these films for teenagers. So they're kind of Mm. not really aimed at an adult audience. I don't know. That's that's something I have to dip, like look into a bit, a bit more in the future, but uh, yeah, Japanese cinema, not what it used to be. Sadly, we'll be back in a moment. (laughs) After this quick break. Bernie Katz was fun, he was kind. When he walked in, the room just lit up. And there was something magical about this young man that just had a glint in his eye, that didn't give a shit about anything, but loved everything. My first impressions were of a huge, vibrant and outgoing personality, all hugs, grins, extravagant language and wild attire. Always in a leopard skin jacket, whirling around like a windmill. I know, she's a character. I don't know if those people exist anymore. They're sort of dying out. Everything's changed. It is a bank holiday weekend in London. The late summer of 2017. The streets around Kentish Town, just north of the city and halfway towards Hampstead Heath, are unusually quiet. That evening, in a small, converted flat, just a 15-minute bus ride from King's Cross Station, Bernie Katz, pocket-sized and long-standing front-of-house manager of London's Groucho Club, is found dead by his landlord. I said to him, what happened? You know, and he said, we are not talking about it. And yes, there have been the rumours. We've all heard. I mean, what did I hear specifically? That he was murdered. The relationship with his father was so toxic. He hated the idea that his son was gay. His right. dad was a proper gangster. Bernie came down, there was a car far from. Guy blows his dad's head off. They were all part of the same fetid, seething, self-referential Nest of vipers that I think the graduate become. Was Bernie depressive? I think yes. When alone, a condition he rarely sought, he had demons that flew about his head. I get a call from Bernie and he is in £20,000 worth of debt with the Albanian gangsters in Soho. We all collected and paid the debt. The way that the Albanians operate is very, very peculiar because they did not operate like any other mafia in Europe. I've never been able to establish exactly what happened and why, but whatever it was, it was so wrong. Bernie, who killed the Prince of Soho? Listen now. A Stack Production, available wherever you get your podcasts. 
Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. In our daily lives, we all carry around with us different stressors. They can be big, they can be small, and sometimes we might not even realise that we're carrying them around with us. But if these feelings stay bottled up, they can start to affect us negatively, which is why having a positive outlet for discussion can be such a valuable tool for your well-being. Therapy can be a perfect outlet for your inner stressors. It's a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Sometimes just speaking things out into the open can be such a great release of inner tension, so you can spend less time stressing about the issue and more time figuring out how you can overcome it. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com forward slash Japan today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com forward slash Japan. And we're back. What have we got this week in the fax machine, Mr. Dawson? Oh, we got a big chicken. We got a big chicken. Marie C. Hello, Marie. Hello, Chris and Peter. Now, you guys always talk about Japan spending money on questionable tourist attractions, but they also happen in the US, in this case, uh, Fitzgerald, Georgia. They are building a 62-foot-tall topiary of a chicken to hopefully attract tourists. Why would anyone uh, even think of going to Fitzgerald is questionable anyway, but to think a chicken will bring people in is absurd. And uh, I can say that that because I'm from South Georgia. Love the podcast and the channel. Uh, Keep it up. And she's appended uh, a picture of, yeah, this chicken being built from kind of scaffolding and chicken wire. That's what it looks like anyway. Takes me back to the octopus, the $200,000 octopus (laughs) that was built in, uh, in, uh, what was it, Kanazawa a couple of weeks Mm. ago. I have to it say, looks the amazing, to be fair. The octopus looks amazing. The chicken, I'm not so sold on it. They've not put their fr- they've not put the frame on yet. It's it's still a skeleton of a chicken. I want to see what happens when it's finished. We <laughs> <laughs> got one here from Rob. He says, "Hi, Chris and Pete. Big fan of the podcast. Just a quick question on the thumbnail for the podcast. I noticed the O in abroad is highlighted red. This lines up with the P in Japan below, and kind of looks like a side profile of a rotund man." What's a rotund mat? Was this intentional? Is there any meaning behind it? Also, what is the Japanese text underneath? Anyway, all the best guys, Rob. And he says, he says, Merry Christmas, but the email came just last week, so I don't, <laughs> don't get that. Um, yeah, I don't know. Pete, you're the mastermind behind the podcast thumbnail, the kind of the artwork for it, the logo <clears> rather than the thumbnail. <throat> Yeah, I think the I think the logo. I seem to recall the O is the red uh, circle in the Japanese flag. I would say, Ooh. and yeah, that makes sense. And uh, a Roger Man, and I think uh, the uh, katakana underneath is just podcast. <laughs> Roger Man podcast. Yeah, it says it said uh, <laughs> podcasto 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 in, uh, in Japanese. Beautiful, beautiful. We've You've got, got your one. answer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the mystery has been solved. We've got one from Clem <laughs> from Kent. That's where I'm from. Hello, Carry hey. Our Gear 
Chicken King Chris and Colonel Donaldson while looking <laughs> at hotels for a trip I'm planning for next year. I came across this frankly bizarre and terrifying room in Kyoto and thought you'd enjoy seeing it. The wallpaper on the back wall was covered with Casariego, literally decoration English, that reads like the ramblings of a madman, like the Simpsons parody <laughs> of The Shining come to life. I've seen a lot of examples of Casariego on things like clothes, packaging and advertising, but never uh, on room decor like this before. Uh, have either of you ever come across Decoration English or any other weird, unexpected places whilst on your travels? Thank you for the content, guys. Can't wait for Journey Across Japan 3. All the best, Clem. I, so I've got a photo here, and it's got three very narrow single beds in a very small room with one yellow wall and a white ceiling, and the other wall is white for some reason. And the English <laughs> says, rip, <laughs> trip, trip the minute. Trip. The trip dream, <laughs> how about? Trip the minute, not have it. <laughs> Weird thing, this paradox. As long as you have an ego, you were on a limited trip. Dream how about <laughs> trip the minute. Fuck me, this is a nightmare. Who wrote yeah. this? Why Bring not? Bring back a sign saying live, laugh, love. Is it Prosecco <laughs> o'clock? Let's have some of them. <laughs> like, Weird people out. If you're going to write some crazy shit on the wall, like just steal a page from The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe or Harry Potter. <laughs> don't <laughs> Google some wacky, not like Natsuki when he crazy. makes his. Like shampoo products or his, uh, mm. his like various hand gels, he will just like put some Japanese into like Google Translate, and it just comes out as like lunatic asylum crap. And it's like, <laughs> come on, Natsuki, just just tell me, ask me, and I'll I'll yeah. do it for you, mate. But I don't care, and he doesn't really. He often doesn't care though, because he's like, oh, I know it's easy to understand for Japanese viewers or not. <laughs> Is it though? Apparently Japanese Fantastic. people understand it because it's simple. But keep the stories, questions, comments coming into Abroad in Japan podcast at gmail.com. We'll be back next week's all over again. But for now, guys, no matter where you might be out there in the big wide world, have yourself a great week and we'll see you then. all over again on the Abroad in Japan podcast. Bye for now. Have an ego. You're on a limited trip. Dream about the trip, not have it. <laughs> what is that? Broad in Japan is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network.